Hi, I'm Jen Curtis, and I love connecting with people in the world of education. Whether it's about curating learning spaces, strategies for specific writing instruction, or searching for the ever-elusive work-life balance, we're here to get into it. Welcome to Do You Even Pedagogy? Hi, this week I wanted to talk about introductions and conclusion statements. So what I'm finding is that students are struggling to differ the language in an introduction and a conclusion statement. And often we just say as teachers, hey, so your conclusion statement, you're just going to say kind of the same thing you said in your introduction, but you're going to use different words. And although I do think that some kids organically can get that and it's, it's easy for them to understand it, other kids really struggle with it. So I've stopped a couple of times and done really specific instruction in this area and really just let kids kind of play around with what that means. So let's say you have your introduction and I've asked you to um, also provide the um, the conclusion sentence kind of at the same time. So I actually have them spend time in the graphic organizer or in the outline. And what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to find three different ways to say this right now. So you're in the headspace of writing the thesis statement. And you're able to play with some of that vocabulary right in that moment, right? So, for example, let's say we're going to write about critical lenses in um, The Crucible by Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller, sorry. And so let's say, okay, in, in paragraph, in your introduction paragraph, you're mentioning all of your three factors. And let's say you're going to talk about your, your three critical lenses of um, feminism, history, and social. So you're going to say all of it in your intro. Paragraph one, you'll talk about you know, feminist. Paragraph two, historical. Paragraph three, social. And then all, again, three in conclusion. That's a lot of playing around with the same concept but with different language. So what we're going to do is we're going to write our thesis statement, and then we're going to stop and talk about gender, just gender alone, because we're going to have a bunch of different ways of saying it. And yes, obviously, I would rather have them just work out of their brain, but why not use why not use synonyms or a thesaurus? So Okay, let's look at gender, other words for gender, feminist, equity, femininity, masculinity, gender roles, roles of women, roles of men, etc. And I'll have them do the same thing for historical. What are other ways we can say historical? You know, factual, true, accurate, objective, literal. Let's talk about social. Marxist is the other part of that lens, but that kind of, a, it, you kind of need a little bit of background. It, it's appropriate for the crucible because Marxism is so connected to communism which Arthur Miller was really talking about with the witch trials. So Marxist, uh, collective, societal, structural, demographic, social strata, etc. So I have them do a brainstorm in the moment. So when they're writing their actual paragraphs, they're not stumbling and tumbling for words, right? They have this little chunk of their outline or their graphic organizer where they have this wellspring or essentially a word bank that they can draw from so when they need to use a different word they have it already kind of done so your introduction is going to include um, uh, like uh, here's one when examining the crucible through critical lenses it becomes evident that gender historical and societal and social context pardon me play a significant role in shaping the events and characters in the story so you're saying um, you know gender historical social and then when you write it again you might say roles of women and men, accurate depiction of herd mentality, uh, uh, framework of social strata. So they can have a different way of saying it, but they don't have to do it at the end of their story or at the end of their paper, right? By the time they get to the conclusion, they want to throw it out the window for the most part. So if you have them kind of build almost a, a, like a working word bank so that they can draw from it, 
right when they're writing, it's going to keep the process and the flow really smooth. The other thing I have them do is play around with the actual structure of the sentence. So let's say you have your subject and then you have a predicate. You can just kind of twist it and have the, the action come before the subject, right? So when examining the crucible through critical lenses, and then when I rewrite it, shifting perspectives to consider roles of women, right? So you're using the predicate or action part at the beginning of the second sentence. Just one way for kids to play around with it when you say, hey, change change the words around. So not only change the words around, change the structure of the sentence around. Go from subject predicate to predicate subject. And that's very simplistic, but kids do know how to do that if you give them some direct modeling. I like to start with a simple subject and predicate sentence, and then I might just say, hey, listen, let's take the predicate and move it to the front of the sentence. See how that feels, and then adjust it as you see fit. Maybe you're turning, um, you're changing some of the um, the tenses of the word. Maybe you're then adding some sort of expander, or you're adding uh, a level of detail, or a additional domain-specific or more complex vocabulary word just to increase the sophistication of the writing. Once they can do that and do it well, then they have the confidence, they know that they have the ability to do that in their own writing because they've had this ex specific experience of writing different versions of the same general concept. So introductions and conclusions are not such a massive hurdle for them to cross over. In the show notes, I will put down the specific examples that we talked about earlier, and I would love to hear from other teachers. How do you tackle introductions and conclusions? Would love to hear it. Have a great week.